0: now it's time for us to discuss more of the headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning and uh, happy very cold Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Indeed. Uh, I I do feel like our announcement stole your thunder a little bit, but I mean, it's a pressing (laughs) story. We want everyone to be prepared. It's a pretty abrupt shift from unseasonable warmth to... Something of a freezing temperature. So let's start with those weather updates. This is our first keyword of the day. Cold snap. So again, after unseasonally warm weather conditions this month, the country saw its first snow of the winter, along with the forecast of a sudden cold snap. What's the latest on
1: Yeah, we're certainly starting to feel the kind of presence of this cold snap kicking in. Uh, It is arriving today uh, with cold wave advisories and warnings issued in most parts of the country. Temperatures are forecast to drop below freezing in most parts. Temperatures in Seoul are expected to plummet to as low as minus eight degrees Celsius in some districts before falling slightly further the next day. Um, Morning temperatures across the country, including southern regions, are are forecast to be close to freezing uh, for the coming week. Uh, In areas such as Paju and northern Kyeonggi province, temperatures are expected to reach as low as minus 13 degrees Celsius early tomorrow morning. We often see regions north of the capital and east of the country. Uh, being a lot colder. Uh, Seoul and Incheon, meanwhile, already saw this winter's first snow uh, last night. Although the amount wasn't that much, but the first snow nonetheless. Um, the snow also came about a week and a half later than usual for this time of year as well. Um, officials are, of course, urging the public to take safety precautions as a sudden cold st- uh, spell could make roads slippery after the snow um, prime minister handoff Su also told officials to double check the conditions of roads and other infrastructure uh, a cold wave warning has been issued in seoul and the city government will mobilize relevant measures such as monitoring facilities and people vulnerable uh, to the cold as well and as you heard in that announcement a very informative um, Mm. Announcements. those are some of the measures that the public can take in order to minimize accidents and Mm. be safe out there
0: all right and of course even with the light flurries if it's this cold the roads does freeze up and so be careful on the roads during commute hours as well let's move on to Mm -hmm. our second keyword of the day Subway strike. So as we deal with major disruptions in logistics, it seems that commute might also become tricky. Unionized workers at Seoul Metro will go on strike today after talks with the operator of the Seoul subway uh, failed to resolve disputes over downsizing of its staff. What's the latest?
1: Yeah, so we did forecast kind of a flurry of strikes happening here and there um, in this segment. And it started off with the truckers and now it is the subway workers going on strike as well. Uh, yesterday, the company and its unions resumed a fifth round of negotiations, but they were adjourned in 10 minutes. Uh, then the unions went into an internal meeting for nearly four hours uh, with the time of a new negotiation, not set as of Tuesday uh, yesterday evening. Uh, but the union will go on strike today as scheduled. It does mark the first strike by unionised workers at Seoul Metro in lines 1 to 8 since September 2016. So it's been a while. Um, Due the talks, the company proposed postponing its downsizing plan until 2026 and implementing existing agreements on workforce recruitment within the first half of next year, but the unions decided to reject the offer. The unions claimed the company broke a comp- promise from last year that there would be no such restructuring plan. Now, the Seoul Metropolitan Government plans to introduce replacement workers to minimize uh, possible disruptions to subway operations due to the strike. It has rounded up 13,000 employees, or 83% of the workforce, mostly retired workers and employees of partner companies, mm. to help out during the strike. It also assigned 183 staff from the city government to help work uh, in metro stations. Uh, there was also an agreement to provide minimum service in case of a strike as well. Now, the operation rates, say, on weekends were dropped to around 50%, um, but the uh, uh, the company is trying to get operation the operation rates at about 70% on average and mm. about 80 plus percent uh, during the commute hours. Mm. Uh, whether that will be upheld remains to be seen. Now, President Yoon suk yal expressed regret at moves by metro and railway workers to launch uh, solidarity strikes with, with what he's calling with unionized cargo truckers. In addition, unionized workers of the Korea Railroad uh, Corporation co-rail are scheduled to launch a strike mm. from Friday. Uh, along with KTX bullet trains, metro lines in the Seoul capital area, such as the uh, Gyeonggi Chugang Line and the Shinbundang Line, are expected to be affected by that strike. We know a lot of people use that Shinbundang Line, especially in southern Seoul, to commute as well. So disruptions there are mm. forecast.
0: Now, going back to disruptions in logistics, the president wants uh, truckers to go back to work. This is our third key word of the day. Back to work. Uh, President Yoon issued an executive order uh, for cement field truckers, particularly on strike, to return to work. He has also vowed to take all possible measures to deal with the prolonged strike. He is saying it is within the president's power. To, mm-hmm. in this case, force people to go back to work. Now, the legalities of that could be disputed because the truckers won't go quietly. They, in fact, want to file an injunction.
1: That's right. So I mean, it's certainly uh, causing more tensions, but President Yoon is certainly putting his foot down. The mm. government ordered some 2,500 cement cargo truck drivers at over 200 companies across the nation to stop their strike and return to work. Uh, the unprecedented move comes... As the supply crisis deepens, we've seen a lot of construction sites coming to a halt as well. Um, The order came into effect immediately after the cabinet meeting yesterday. Failure to comply can lead to uh, punishments such as cancellation of licenses uh, and three years in jail or a fine of up to 30 million won. You said at the meeting that construction sites and factories are grinding to a halt due to the strike and involve criminal acts such as union members assaults on non-participants. He Mm. added that taking the livelihoods of ordinary people and the national economy hostage to look out for their own needs is not justifiable. Um, This is the first time the Korean government has issued such an order since 2004, when the Trucking Transport Business Act went into effect. Now, the government's right to order trucks to start operating is enshrined in the rules in case trucking employees refuse to do transport duty without good cause. That's part of the act. Now, a spokesperson uh, of the presidential office said you hinted at further actions against the striking union during the cabinet meeting as well mm. the strike however shows no signs of ending the truckers union vowed to ramp up actually its individual actions in the face of the crackdown mm. uh, calling the order unconstitutional uh, the union also held 16 rallies nationwide during which some uh, shaved their heads in protest as well so it seems like there's going to be even more tensions and frictions between the government mm-hmm. and these truckers, and possibly more logistics disruptions to come as well.
0: All right. With that, we move on to our fourth keyword of the day Stark Warning. President Yun has warned of an unprecedented joint response with allies if North Korea goes ahead with its seventh nuclear test. He has also urged China to do more to rein in the North's weapons programs, saying that it is also in China's best interest to do so.
1: That's right. So he was making the remarks in an interview with Reuters and he called on China to fulfill what he called its responsibilities as a permanent member of the UN Security Council. He said not doing so would lead to an influx of military assets to the region. And he also said it would be extremely unwise for the North to conduct a seventh nuclear test in a very ominous tone. When mm-hmm. uh, asked what Seoul, Washington and Tokyo would do if the North does go ahead with one, Ian reportedly replied that the response will be something that has not been seen before. But he gave no specifics as to what that would be. Um, Yun said China has the capability to influence Pyongyang and the responsibility to engage in the process of denuclearization. Yun pointed out that the North's actions were leading to increased defense spending in countries around the region, including Japan. Uh, More US warplanes and ships have also been deployed. Um, Yoon was quoted as saying that he did not expect American ground forces in South Korea to be reduced from the current level of 28 and thousand. Mm-hmm. So he's continuing his hardline stance towards North Korea mm-hmm. and um, remaining adamant on the current defense structure that South Korea has, along with the uh, alliance with the U.S. Uh, and he also touched on the issue of rising tensions between China and Taiwan as well he said he's firmly opposed to any attempt to change the status quo unilaterally mm. uh, any conflict over Taiwan should be resolved according to the international norms and rules he said so we'll have to see what those comments would do in terms of impacting um, or trying to persuade China to mm. play its part in reigning in North Korea but there you have it those are his comments
0: all right and finally our last key word of the day. Earned income. The average earned income in Korea was found to peak at the age of 42. Let's take a look at uh, the details of this report by Statistics Korea.
1: That's right. The earned income peaked at the age of 42 with an annual income of just under 38 million won. Statistics Korea data shows that as of 2020, total spending stood at 1,081.8 trillion won, against a national cumulative earned income of just over 984 trillion. That results in a life cycle deficit of 97.5 trillion mm. won. Now, a life cycle deficit is defined as basically the difference at each a- at each age between consumption and labor income. Now, the average. Individual life cycle deficit peaked at 33.7 million one at the age of 16, with the first surplus recorded at the age of 27. Uh, the maximum surplus was logged at age 43, with almost 17.3 million one before posting in the red again at age 61, when most people uh, retire. Now, the return to deficit at age 61 is actually five years later, than the corresponding figures in 2010. Mm. This indicates that people are basically working later in life as the average lifespan has increased, but also in the case of Korea, uh, demographics does skew towards an aging population and we see a lot more elderly people uh,
0: working, basically. Mm. All right, that's the latest. Uh, thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Stay warm, dare I say. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow.
1: I certainly will, just stay warm yourself. See you tomorrow.